it's great when people really find the the capabilities and the possibilities of their own minds and use them because our inner mind basically causes everything to happen. So why not train it to provide certain things for us? Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Carrie Tushoff, the founder and director of HypnoBabies Childbirth Hypnosis, about her personal journey into motherhood, why she started HypnoBabies, and how the program continues to help individuals on their birthing journey and beyond. Welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so happy to have you here today and really get this conversation started. So how about you start off by introducing yourself for our listeners? I certainly will. My name is Carrie Tushoff and I'm the founder and director of HypnoBabies Childbirth Hypnosis. I have been doing this for 20 years. That's how long HypnoBabies has been around. The reason that I created HypnoBabies was because of my own two births. The first one I was a Bradley instructor, which was a wonderful method of having a baby and staying more relaxed, but (laughs) my baby was posterior and I was in a lot of pain and nothing I did helped that. So um, it took me a while to want to get pregnant again. And I did four years later to the day almost, I gave birth to my son and the first birth was 36 hours. The second one was only seven but it was excruciating. (laughs) Again, the baby was posterior, which for those of you who are listening and don't know what that means, it means the baby's turned around in your pelvis and the back of their little head is scraping on nerves that press against your spine and um, that causes a lot, a lot of pain. Plus it's a much more difficult way out for the baby (laughs) because the most perfect way is for them to be turned around so the back of their head is towards your front. Anyway, I was birthing and screaming through the second birth and I got finished with a particularly painful contraction, which we call birthing waves in hypnobabies. And I was, I looked up into my sister's face cause I was clutching her hands and tears were streaming down her face. And she said it should never have to be this hard. And uh, at that moment, just a light bulb went on over over my head. And I realized that was the truth, that if you wanted to be unmedicated, if you just wanted everything to flow naturally, it should never have to be this hard. So I pretty much vowed then and there in the middle of my birth uh, that I was going to find a way, even if I never had another baby, to that that other woman didn't have to suffer like that. And so after my son was born, it took me a while, but I did. I, I saw a TV show about hypnosis for childbirth where this obstetrician was, who was also a hypnotherapist was teaching his um, patients who wanted to, to, to use hypnosis. And so it was amazing to me. So then I just started looking around to see where I could find that. And I found another program, another birth hypnosis program, 
went and took their training and it did not turn out to be what I was looking for. Um, there wasn't a lot of hypno in the birthing. So I went and became a hypnotherapist and studied a bunch of different pain management programs that have to do with hypnosis. And I found Gerald Kine's painless childbirth program, which was an amazing program that this master hypnotist created for hypnotherapists to use one-on-one -on -one in their offices with moms who were pregnant. It was phenomenal because he had actually sat down with women and asked them what they wanted. If they could have their perfect birth um, and use hypnosis, what did they want? They wanted to move around. They wanted uh, help from their birth partner and um, they wanted to use the hypnosis during their pregnancy, their birthing, and as well as postpartum. So I asked him if I could basically put that program into a childbirth education course. And he said, fantastic, you know, cause I, I wasn't going to use it one-on-one. -on -one. He said, I can't wait to see what you create. And that was 20 years ago and the rest is history. <laughs> so we've had hundreds of thousands of births using hypno babies ever since. And it's so gratifying to be a part of, cause it does make it so much easier. That's how it all started. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's so wild when, you know, because of what had happened with your birth and how your sister was saying, you know, like, it shouldn't be this hard. It's what really motivated you to pursue this and have now helped so many people work through their birth and, and have that experience. So I think it's, it's kind of, you know, like that cause and effect, like because of something that has happened to you like these, these things have been able to occur for other people. So that's really, it's really unique when stories kind of start like that and, and situations come out of it. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I actually didn't go on to have any other babies, but I was so possessed to find a way because I knew what it was like to be pregnant, to be looking forward to or fear your birth, um, one or the other. And uh, I did not want that for other people. I didn't want them to have to go through what I went through. So it all worked out great. Now you mentioned fear. What could you say kind of in your experience, how does fear really affect the experience of childbirth? Wow. <laughs> uh, first of all, in pregnancy, it can make, um, make for a miserable pregnancy when you are pregnant and you are afraid, which a lot of women are, uh, of, of the upcoming birthing, you can be pretty miserable every single day and it possesses your days and it possesses your dreams. That, that also can cause constriction of the muscles and uh, blood flow and all kinds of things. Then when you get in your birthing time, the same thing happens. Unfortunately, um, with fear, comes tension and tightness in the body. And what we want in birthing is just relaxation and looseness of the muscles, looseness of the ligaments, everything working together. So we want to eliminate fear in pregnancy and birthing and hypnobabies does that beautifully well. Yeah. And what have you really seen as far as that, like, like falling into the relaxation and and really embracing the hypno babies are you talking about our moms like 
what mm-hmm. what they say about it, it's it makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> we have testimonials on our website, not only in our birth stories, which of which we have thousands, thousands of hypnobabies birth stories, but we also have little testimonials that pop up. And in those, you will see people saying it it made such a huge difference when I started hypnobabies that now I was confident, now I was calm, now I was relaxed, now I could look forward to my baby's birthing. And that is a huge gift that people give to themselves. You know, it's nothing we're doing. They're listening to the tracks. They're listening to the affirmations, which is a separate track than the hypnosis. And listening to that every day will really help boost your confidence and keep you focused on what you want. And it's important to focus on what you want and not what you don't want for your birthing, because not only is it not going to get you what you want if you focus on what you don't want, but you're telling your subconscious mind when you focus on anything that that's what you want. So it's actually going to work backwards and give you what you don't want. And so we teach our students, you know, really to just stay in that positive frame of mind, listen to your affirmations, listen to your tracks, all of which have really fantastic hypnosis suggestions, which are mental directives to the subconscious mind. And it basically just retrains the mind to to really focus on the positive and believe that there are sensations in their birthing are going to be pushing and pulling and stretching and baby movements, but as comfortable as is humanly possible, that those sensations are positive ones. And for people who really learn, practice, and use hypnobabies as directed, it can be just a huge thing for them. The first time moms using hypnobabies can have a good first birth instead of that first awful birth that we hear so often. And then second time moms had that first awful birth, not using hypnobabies, then they use hypnobabies for their second or subsequent births. And they have a healing birth because it's so much easier and they don't come out of it with trauma. And I had trauma from my first birthing. So to me, it is well worth any time and effort that you put in to preparing for birth with hypnosis to avoid birth trauma. (laughs) So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. And that was going to, you know, lead into, I was going to ask like who really chooses hypnobabies and what kind of moms are seeking this. And like you said, you know, maybe it's that first time mom or maybe it's that second time mom that experience some sort of trauma or, you know, some sort of like maybe their third or fourth or whichever it may be. And so is there, is that typically who you're seeing seek hypnobabies and what type of mom is looking for this experience? Yes. I mean, our age demographic is anywhere from 18 to 45 (laughs) because those are the people that are having babies. And that's what we have. We have first time moms who really have heard all of the birth stories from their friends or their relatives and they're not so good and they want to avoid that. So they've been told about hypnobabies or they go looking on the internet for something that's better and they do hypnobabies. And I'm happy to say that the majority of them 
really do have a much better birthing um, because they can avoid that trauma and they can avoid that pain like, you know, like I went through, like so many people go through. I have a special heart for people who come to us who've already had that first awful birthing. No matter what they did, the first birthing, it was challenging, difficult, traumatic, any and all of the above. And they're really looking for something that is much easier, much more comfortable, much more joyful. And then when they have that healing birth, I mean, it heals a part of me when I read their birth stories. So that's kind of self-serving. But honestly, my heart is with these people giving birth. So every single birth story that comes through, I am so, so happy for them. It just, just thrills me every time I read a birth story. And that's why we tell our students to learn, practice, and use hypnobabies as directed, because if they do, they have a much better chance of having an easier and more comfortable birthing. For people who don't, it's more than likely going to be a challenge. So... And now I know from listening to the tracks and everything, like you've been using some of the keywords and things like that, but what are some common words that are unique to hypno babies and, and why are we using them or, or hearing them, I guess, in that sense? Well, we use words like birthing or birthing time instead of labor. First of all, to answer the second question first, we use different language or different words because of association. Because the words that we use, the words that are commonly used, I should say, uh, with pregnant and birthing people, they create either a literal meaning of the word or they create a, an emotional meaning of the word. That's a connotation. So the denotation is the literal meaning of the word. But what happens when you use a word is that what it means to that particular person is different. So that's a connotation. So we're looking for a positive connotation. So instead of saying labor, which everyone associates emotionally with work, first of all, in a literal sense, and in a birthing sense, it's labor. Like, what have you always heard about labor? It's challenging. It's difficult. It's traumatic. Whatever it is, labor is associated with something not as positive as we would like. So we call it birthing or we call it birthing time. And then every single time the, there are students hear it in their tracks or see it in their hypno babies workbooks or use the words themselves, it becomes a positive association. So birthing and birthing time becomes a positive thing to look forward to. So another word is we don't use transition we use transformation and we can't use transition because the word transition, although in a literal form, it's a great word to describe what happens at the end of the first stage of birthing and into the second stage. So that period in between is a transition. However, the word transition when used in the context of childbirth is often included in phrases that are very scary. Like, uh, when I hit transition, I just lost it. 
or I could manage things until tr transition and then I started screaming. So we can't use a word that is associated with other people's negative birth stories or ones that we have had on our own before. So we use transformation and it works beautifully. And our students are taught that transformation is really quite the best part of birthing because it means you're just about to start pushing your baby out into your arms. Instead of due date, we have guest date because that really solidifies the uh, concept that you're just guessing when this baby will be born. Anytime from two weeks before the provided due date and two weeks after the provided due date provided by the caregiver, medical caregiver, is perfectly normal. So to get fixated on a due date is not helpful. So we just say guest date. So it's words like that that help us create a positive connotation, a positive association with those words in relation to pregnancy, birthing, and postpartum. And then, so, like, I think sometimes when people think of hypnosis, like, maybe you're not quite able to remember the situation or scenario, like, it might cause you to kind of, like, fall into this deep hypnosis, and you're kind of, like, out of things with, with that. How does hypnobabies ensure that you're able to be present for your birth and be more aware of what's going on around you? What a great question. I love this so much. So there's basically two phases, I'll call them, of hypnobabies. The first one is learning and practicing hypnobabies. In the two months that you're leading up to and preparing for your birthing and you're listening to your tracks, you listen to your hypnosis tracks every single day. You're doing so in a fully supported, relaxed and eyes closed position so that your mind and your body can completely relax and your subconscious can absorb all of these hypnotic suggestions, which are, as I said, mental directives to help retrain it. And it's basically retraining it so that when you get into your birthing time, which is the second phase, you can use hypnosis uh, by way of cues. So we have implanted during the preparation process, post-hypnotic cues. That means that there's a word, a phrase, or maybe even a touch by your birth partner that when done in your birthing time, activates that cue. It activates it so that then you do have what we call hypnoanesthesia. You do have the deepest relaxation. You can change positions and use what is unique to hypno babies, and that is called eyes open childbirth hypnosis. That means you can get up, walk around, walk, talk, eat, drink, go to the bathroom, whatever you want to, and still remain deeply in hypnosis. And you are as aware as you would like to be. And I say that because there are some people who do not appear to be in hypnosis at all, or, or people can't really tell that they're in hypnosis, but they are deeply in hypnosis. So they choose to interact more with people around them. They choose to be more lucid. The hypnosis still works beautifully well because it's in there. We retrain the subconscious mind. And there are other people who basically just want to go inside themselves, you know, sit on their birth ball, leaning forward over a, their 
side of the bed or whatever for long periods of time and just go very deeply inside and not be as aware of everything. People can come and go throughout the room and they've shut it all off. So you can do whatever you want to do. You can be as aware as you would like to be. And there are very few people who don't remember any parts of their birthing, but when that happens, that's what they have chosen to do. So it's, it's a very unique program because we've worked a lot of different things into the program so that people can personalize it and make it the way that they would like to when they're birthing in phase two. Right. And how can we use hypnosis in postpartum as well? Well, at HypnoBabies, we have tracks that address breastfeeding, um, being a new parent, helping your toddler to sleep, and so much more. We have ones that are good for fear of needles. So that might come into play before and during, but also after birthing, depending on what's going on medically with that particular person. We have one that just addresses nausea. We have stop smoking. We, you know, for people who want to stop smoking and they haven't yet, um, we have a weight loss series for people who down the road would like to drop some baby weight. I mean, there's so many different things that you can use. You can even just use your hypno baby's birth hypnosis uh, techniques when you are postpartum and you know you're having after pains or after cramps things like that. You can use the same pain relief methods uh, for those things. Um, many of our moms have used it just to stay calm. If there's something that's going on with the baby after birthing, they just go it, stay in hypnosis or go back into hypnosis and, and they're calm. Uh, so there's just so many ways to use the hypnosis. And we have people who've used their hypno baby's birth hypnosis at the dentist for a more comfortable uh, experience. So it's great when people really find the, the capabilities and the possibilities of their own minds and use them because our inner mind basically causes everything to happen. So why not train it? to provide certain things for us. So we do, that's what we do at HypnoBabies in so many ways. So what has been your favorite part of your motherhood journey and also in creating HypnoBabies? My favorite part of my motherhood journey, well, my kids are grown, <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, I just adored it when they were you know, tiny little people and, you know, still wanted to cuddle and all of that stuff. And what I've noticed is that our moms say that their babies are super calm. You know, the majority of them are just super calm when they come out. And I think that that is because, and, and mine weren't because they were not hypno babies, but I really think that the babies are calmer because the moms were so calm and we're not putting off stress hormones during their pregnancies or births. And what that means is if you become upset and stay in a state of fear during pregnancy, for instance, your body will produce cortisol and adrenaline and things that, as we said before, can affect your blood pressure and your blood flow and your muscles tensing and 
can even keep people from going into their birthing time so that they have to be induced. And so with hypno babies, they just stay fear free. So they're not bathing their babies in these stress hormones. And the same is true during their birthing. And I'm not putting anybody down because I had two natural births or one, the first one ended up in an epidural after 26 hours, but that's another story. I'll just say about epidurals that, you know, I am so into people getting what they need when they need it. So if that's an epidural, you go girl. I said, I'm not putting anybody down, but what I'm about to say, it's not negative. It's just something that is. When we're having a natural birthing and we're not using hypnosis and what we have to deal with the pain is deep relaxation or breathing methods, it can be extremely painful and moms will moan and cry and sometimes scream. I did that. Okay. So I know. And then, you know, the stress hormones that the baby is being bathed with at that time are not good, but they're also hearing their moms in a lot of distress and that's how they're born they're born into the world hearing their moms have a lot of distress so for me it's gratifying to know how many babies are born and their moms were calm and relaxed and joyful throughout the process that doesn't mean they were silent because our moms you know it feels good to make sounds when you're birthing but it's very gratifying to know that the babies do come out more peacefully. And then afterwards they are calmer. And that means a lot to me, you know, so it's a good start for the moms. It's a good start for their birth partners. It's a good start for the babies. And of course, birth professionals all around them tend to be amazed at what's going on. What would be a piece of advice or kind of like words of wisdom that you have kind of gained over the years that you would like a new mom, like maybe they're pregnant right now or early postpartum, and you feel like it's something very important that you have kind of inherited and, and like to spread on to new moms? Oh, gosh. My main mes message to pregnant and new mothers is you are always in charge. Okay. So let's start with pregnancy and you are always in charge during your pregnancy of everything that happens to you, every single decision. So if say a pregnant person goes into their doctor and the doctor's nurse says, here, put on this gown, we're going to do an internal exam this week, but she doesn't want that. And as we all know, there's no reason to have internal exams at the end of pregnancy because they tell you nothing. They don't tell you when the baby's going to be born. They don't tell you how long the birthing's going to be. And they introduce bacteria up into there and can break your water. So if she chose not to have that, she could just say, no, thank you and keep her panties on and so forth and so on. You are always in charge during your pregnancy of every single decision, no matter what they say that you need to do, you research your options you decide what's best for your family. And then you tell the birth, the medical care professionals, what you would like, because they're actually working for you. Okay. They are employed by you. And the same is true during birthing. So I will say it again. You are always in charge. No one can make you do anything. No one can actually allow you to do anything. 
that doesn't feel right to you. There's no allowing. You decide what you would like and you tell them. Now, of course, they're there to advise you and I'm not telling you not to go along with any advice. What I'm saying is you are always in charge. So they will advise you on certain things and then you, if you have a birth partner and your birth partner, will discuss what's best for your family and you will tell them how it's going to go after that. Postpartum is the same thing. You will have people coming at you left and right telling you how to do this, how to do that with your baby. Don't nurse the baby so long. Don't pick the baby up. You know, don't respond to the baby at night. Don't sleep with the baby. Don't, 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 don't and you are always in charge and you are always the person who knows your baby best even better than its pediatrician and uh, if you think something is wrong then there's something wrong if you think something's right then it's right so always be confident in yourself that's my message i love that i think that's so important and something that's also so easily forgotten like when we're going through it for the first time, maybe, or even, you know, it could be multiple times and we're still not sure how things are supposed to be or, or whatnot. I think, you know, being able to trust ourselves and really be able to kind of tap into that knowing like we are in charge and we can make those decisions. And I think a lot of the times providers will kind of say something that makes it sound like we don't have a choice, but to be able to educate ourselves or even just question it. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we taking off our clothes and putting this robe on? Like, why are we doing an exam? Like, even as simple as that, like just questioning what is going on with our bodies and with our pregnancy and in the postpartum period. And I think that's just such an amazing message to really, you know, give moms and empower them to believe that that is the truth. Absolutely. I'm so into people knowing what they need. That's why I never go anywhere and say, well, you have to have a natural childbirth and you have to do hypnobabies. That would not be right for everyone. And I, as I said before, I fully understand why people choose epidurals. And there is a time and a place for everything. So what I'm all into is people getting what they need, you know, and I just, at Hypnobabies, we're just there to provide information for people. And then the choices that they make for their own pregnancy, birthing, postpartum, and baby's care, that's up to them. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information and really, you know, informing us about what Hypnobabies is and everything that has gone into that and even your personal journey and story. So how can we find you or get in contact with you or if we're interested in you know, looking for more information on hypnobabies, where can we go? We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, uh, just at hypnobabies. Of course, at hypnobabies.com. That's our website that has lots of information on it. Uh, there's a lot, there's a menu at the top. So peruse around and just see what subjects you would like to learn about, you know, everything from just what is hypnobabies and what is hypnosis. Uh, you can go all the way on through to what is a hypno doula. And these are doulas that have been specially trained by, by hypno babies to birth assist our moms, because of course we have different words that we use. We have different techniques. They can't use the same ones they use for other people. So, uh, we have a whole team of trained hypno doulas, and then we have a hypno, uh, babies instructor training so that birth professionals 
Uh, if they want to become a hypnobabies instructor, they can join our training. Uh, there's just tons of information about how to use hypnosis and why to use hypnosis and different things like that. I uh, would like to offer your viewers and listeners a special discount code so that if they go to our store, then they can save 20%. So it's motherhood 20. Um, you can go to the store and make sure to use Sarah's affiliate link. She's going to give you her affiliate link and use that to go to the store and then use the code at checkout and you'll save 20% on anything you find in HypnoBaby's store except gift certificates. Well, thank you so much again for really, you know, just sharing this time with us and, and talking about HypnoBabies and you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for asking me. And again, thank you for your patience. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood. <laughs>